0: What's the difference between a lozenge
1: <clears throat> and a cough drop? Is there? I think so. Is a lozenge more like a Ricola? And a mm-hmm. cough
0: drop has cough syrup, probably.
1: So a lozenge is probably no med- non-medicated.
0: I feel like a lozenge just, like, makes your mouth taste good. And it's, like, more like a candy. Yeah. And a cough drop is, like... Americanized exclusively for a coffee. My mom used to buy these
1: cherry ones that legitimately tasted like candy. And I remember I threw up one time because I (laughs) ate like 15 of them because they were so good. They were cherry flavored. She would get them from the
0: Walgreens down the stairs from her work. Mm. Yeah. I like a good Ricola. Ricola's are nice. I used to, I had this brand in Spain that I got like addicted to and I was eating like all these fucking (laughs) lozenges. It was awesome. I also had COVID. So like I needed them. But man, it was crazy. It was a good time.
1: <laughs> okay, I missed that. I time think that You about brought them. COVID to Africa. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Ready? I'm ready. I'm ready, Freddy. One, two, three, go! Welcome back. Week 15. Woo! Hope y'all have been good. I know we've been good. We've been busy. Quite we've been tired. Great. We've been really... We've been, we've been all right. We've been all right. There's been a couple instances in which I haven't been in the best of moods, but, you know, it's okay. I'm. Whenever I sit down in this chair, I
0: immediately get I in I do a good feel mood. better. It's really insane. I guess this is what we're meant to do, because this is the only thing that I'm just like, all right, I know how to do this now. <laughs>
1: Call back to one of our episodes. I think this mic has become my therapist. I don't know. uh, Maybe I don't need therapy because I have our small audience. You guys hear that microphone? You guys
0: hear that? The mic is the (laughs) therapist, not the other human being in the room. The microphone. The mic's doing the job. Y'all hear that? Not you at home. (laughs) This piece of metal and plastic i have a knack for starting out podcasts really <laughs> disrespectfully <laughs> like really disrespectful to the other people in the room yeah 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 i think it's a great it's a great calling card uh, i agree though it's it, i i know exactly what you mean jokes aside it's a good yeah. way to just like get everything off just like ugh, you know be be free yeah of anything yeah speaking of callbacks
1: quick because we said we can do this so quick uh refresher on last episode there was a bit of information i had left out and i just want to get the audience's opinion to see if uh they respond number one you know hit us on our instagram
0: hit us on our twitter um at career podcasters on instagram at career podcaster on twitter yeah just singular so it's like you're talking to us as individuals
1: (laughs) whoever has that at i'm coming for you buy the domain just offer the venmo them or something like that but our boy noam chomsky was actually very famous. Your boy. My boy. My boy, Noam Chomsky. It's actually very famous. I should have brought it up during the Trump discussion um, and him getting banned on Twitter and stuff. And it's funny because we were talking about Chomsky before and then we were talking about Trump being banned from social media and I didn't have this overlap for some reason. Yeah. But Noam Chomsky became very famous for, or infamous really, for defending somebody who wrote a holocaust denial book and noam chomsky's jewish and he mm. defended the guy's free speech um, and said the book should be able to be published because there was a whole bunch of controversy around it wow this it is really up, tied into what, it we're, talking tied into what we we're talking about it was super tied into what we talking about if you haven't heard episode
0: 14 check it out
1: yeah go back and listen and it was very interesting cuz i completely it completely slipped my mind even though we were you know had both of those topics on the table and it would have been the perfect overlap yeah. but I just wanted to get people's gauge on that, maybe even your gauge right now, because I think it's a, well, we don't really need to talk about it again. I just thought that that was an interesting piece of information that I had left out. Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously the Holocaust happened, so like, fuck that guy. But I do appreciate uh, people who can see past that first step, Mm -hmm. right? When people immediately shut something down because it's something they don't agree with Mm -hmm. or something wrong, like, you could take a more nuanced look at things. Mm -hmm. And he's obviously an educated person who was like, obviously what he wrote is wrong. I'm assuming he mm-hmm. said that, right? I'm assuming mm-hmm. he believed the Holocaust happened. Oh, like, yeah. Like he most people. He was saying people. it's completely wrong. Yeah. He was just saying it was completely within that gentleman's right to publish yes. that book. Uh, yeah, exactly. And especially as an author, you know, you should not be into book burning, which is essentially what he's saying there, yeah. right? And that's something the Nazis also did, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so how would why would he treat him the same way? You know, he's mm-hmm. being the bigger man here for sure by defending Mm. that guy he's taking the high road for sure um but i totally agree free speech is something that has a lot of downsides Mm -hmm. but whenever you look back at history when free speech is not allowed yeah even worse shit happens typically um and i think we're at a point in time right now where at least in the u.s a lot of people haven't seen um Like, we've never really experienced, like, a real war, like, oh, we're going to get drafted or something like that, you know? Yeah. But people went to war over these kind of things. And, like, we're at the point where now, like, words are kind of the scariest thing that can happen to some people. Not Obviously, there's not everyone. But Mm -hmm. some people, that's, oh, they said this. This is offensive, right? Which is true. I want to cut back on that, too. But we have to not get to the point of, like, fully censorship either. Obviously, there's this middle zone. We can correct things. We don't need to delete and destroy things so Agreed. i think noam chomsky putting that out there is a it's a bold move on his part but i i respect it it was really bold and it's just i sat
1: on it all week because i re-listened to our episode and i was like how did i not bring that up so for anybody who listened to last episode failed to make that point probably would have elaborated on a lot more had i brought it up during the episode but It's not what I want to talk about tonight. Just thought it was an interesting point. Just, you know, good way to start this out. Good footnote. A little callback, good footnote at the beginning before we go off on whatever tangent we may go off on tonight in our 15th installment of the podcast. God, fifteen. It's crazy. But... Just getting started. Anyways, hard pivot. If you could punch one celebrity in the face, who would it be? Mm.
0: Um uh martin scorelli whatever (laughs) the pharma bro you know that guy yeah fuck that guy he owns that wu-tang album that will like never come out yeah and he bought
1: it just like because he could yeah
0: so there was like one copy of this album ever made and it went on auction and he's the guy who bought it and he refuses to put it out yeah um he also raised the price of it wasn't insulin it was regardless he raised the price of some medication by like a thousand percent overnight and pretty much fucked a bunch of people out of their health care mm-hmm. now you could say that's the problem that we don't have free health care in america mm. that's their fault mm-hmm. also um but yeah that guy's an asshole and now he's in jail uh oh wow i didn't even know that yeah he went to jail, he went to jail. it Not was actually. illegal what he did uh, okay. um so are we gonna get that wu-tang tape then i don't know I think something like it's coming out or... You had to go back to the RZA at that point, right? No. No? It's whoever has his control of his estate or whatever. Man. He's not dead, you know? Um, yeah. He's not really a celebrity. For some reason, both Trump and Paris Hilton's face came in my mind. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not going to punch Paris Hilton. Um, maybe the situation, like Jersey Shore. Mike, the situation. I love the Jersey Shore. <laughs> like and i love the situation but he seems like a guy i'd want to put yeah it just has a punchable face yes have you seen the video where he like slams his head into the wall and like breaks his own neck no he's fighting ronnie in italy in like season like fucking five or something where yeah. go to italy and he's like come at me bro come on let's fucking go ah! and he just headbutts the wall and he's like oh fuck no i really did something bad (laughs) they're not even fighting wait stop the tape stop the drama yeah I, i i'm really hurt they're just like revved it up and then the rest of the season he's in a a neck brace in the club just like oh yeah oh yeah this is dope <laughs> do you remember Vinny's buzz down the door dance move yes, yes. yeah yeah yeah
1: with like the drop like kick down the door that shit was so but you
0: gotta build the beat up from the ground yeah and that fist bump <laughs> uh, fist bump <laughs> jersey shore was the shit jersey shore was the shit it will it was always hilarious. be the shit um yeah i'm all with that kind of shit but i would still punch it what about you what's your uh your, your... the
1: paul brothers have been too much in in the limelight lately for for my liking I, I i every time i see both of them and they have very similar faces um yeah i think
0: i would pick
1: punching jake over logan nah
0: definitely logan really yeah wow well i've actually looked into it a bit more because uh uh-huh. especially with doing the work we started to do i've really been trying to get into youtube and just like mm-hmm. youtubers mm-hmm. and they're as youtubers as it gets right really. yeah. you know it came from vine Logan is pretty bad. Um, Jake, they're both bad. They're both douchebags. But they're also both the characters they play. Logan, to me, has done... I mean, I don't know a ton about them. So, obviously, fuck them both. But Logan Mm -hmm. has done more, like, actually really fucked up things that I could think of than Jake. Yeah, Jake uh, is like a punk. That Tokyo video was bad. That's about as bad as it gets. And I think that's worse than anything Jake did. And also, uh, the dynamic between them. Mm. You can see how Logan is more fucked up than Jake. Jake mm. is the little brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Logan is... You know, but if they're at each other, uh-huh. if you see them side by side, Logan is more of an asshole to Jake than the other way around. Huh. It's also just like big brother, little brother kind of thing as well. Um, But I think Logan is for sure worse. People thought he was like, like a for real like sociopath and shit. Like, Because he yeah. had almost no remorse or no feeling to filming the suicide and stuff like that. Yeah, that's nice. While like Jake... I feel like has emotions and things yeah. like that. I'm not saying Logan doesn't. Um, I don't know enough about I wonder him. If at that point, it was just for clicks. If it was, if it was literally like that's what I'm saying. They were so detached from yeah. like reality. But um, I've seen some stuff of Jake where he seems more like. A real person, but yeah. who fucking knows, dude? It's all the camera and all that shit. I, this was just a fun. This was a fun. Yeah, normal I, question. I totally agree. Fun. Um, it actually I actually came to mind just now. I will say both of them <laughs> would beat the fuck out of you, um, <laughs> absolutely. For how bad they are in the grand scheme of things, they do know how to fight. Yeah, that was easily. a. It was conditional on on
1: the fact it's a free shot. That it was a free shot and they would not be able to retaliate, uh-huh. which is
0: why I would pick. Them. To be fair, the situation might beat my ass too, but. He's pretty big. All of the guys on Jersey Shore were pretty. Yeah, but are they big built? or are they just like you know or like look super big? Are they I don't know, glamour how
1: glamour strong yeah. or are they actually strong? Are they functioning? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because the Paul brothers
0: seem like they can actually throw. they're, them. they're athletes, dude. Yeah. They. I mean, as much hate as you want to get, give them like well, they a lot. They they train and at least from the point when they started, they've been trying to be boxers. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> uh, which is way less than everyone else trying to be boxers. But like they put i don't know maybe it's like two or three years now into like legit training so yeah i respect that
1: i almost commented on on rogan's thing because i just felt like he was like saying i don't know what you're talking about oh he he posted on instagram saying how much he thought the fight was great joe rogan did. yes yeah he was like oh the fight was awesome and logan kept up this is the the logan mayweather Mayweather fight yeah the logan mayweather fight And I just thought it was another, just like the Jake Paul, whatever the fuck the other guy's name was fight. Um, All those. Yeah. It's for attention. It's it's just, it doesn't even seem like sport for me. I was actually, I was, I mean, Rogan has said things lately where like, he's always said a lot of things that I disagree with. He said a lot of things that I have agreed with. But this one, I was just like, man, like you're a commentator for the actual version Mm -hmm. of this sport. How are you like saying yeah. this was an awesome fight and someone kept up and well he crazy. didn't
0: he didn't get knocked out yeah. now the argument that it was like <laughs> fake or rigged or whatnot i get that part mm-hmm. um but i will say it was a an impressive feat to see yeah it was crazy to see someone who had never boxed mm-hmm. work really hard and survive eight rounds against floyd Mayweather. yeah like that is impressive nonetheless no matter who it was yeah right yeah i suppose to say it's a great fight is not true that it wasn't it was not a good fight not a good fight it wasn't, it wasn't very entertaining all. right but i agree that feat of just seeing a guy work and put the effort in and try really really hard to keep up mm-hmm. and do everything he can just to stay alive out there mm-hmm. if it was legitimate that's impressive i, I will say that mm-hmm. i mean dude Floyd Mayweather was one of the greatest boxers of all time and the guy was still standing on his feet after mm-hmm. and he even said mm-hmm. that Like, Logan, afterwards, like, all the show-body stuff kind of went away. He's like, man, today was a win for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I walked out of the ring. Yeah. Like, I made it eight rounds with the greatest of all time. Like, that's a win for me. Like, he was like, I feel good about what happened. He's like, obviously, I wanted more. But to him, like, he did it. And then Floyd was like, man, it's all about the money, bro. Of course it is.
1: That's one thing. A lot of people hate Floyd for that. But we were talking Mm -hmm. even that
0: that night. He's always been upfront about that. His nickname is just money. (laughs) That's his nickname. It's not anything else. Money Mayweather, baby. And like, so it's something that I think goes, I don't know if we were really planning to talk about this, but I think it's something that you can respect, but also is like adjacent to other things. So like with Floyd or a musical artist or a YouTuber, Mm -hmm. there's two things. It's kind of the art or the money, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I will always respect the hustle for money, especially if you came from having no money. Right? Yeah. Um, the biggest example is you see rappers who are from the hood who are just like, I didn't rap because I love the art of music. And I yeah. think rap is a craft. It's like, no, I just did whatever would make me the most money the fastest. And this is why the they main. go pop. Yeah. yeah. Also, also, once they get big, like someone let's say like a 21 <clears throat> Savage could go more a pop lane or, you know, Gucci Mane will give a feature to whoever pays him enough. Gucci Mane has a song with Jake Paul. He does. Right? Yeah. And it's because... If you were, you know, an art snob, you'd be like, oh, he's disgracing the form. I'm like, oh, But Gucci's <laughs> how like dare he I got paid trap music like that. A hundred racks to do this. And to me, that is more in line with the art of trap music yeah. than
1: anything else. Dude, picture like a posh like museum crowd, but like talking about trap music and uh-huh. Gucci Mane with the accents and everything. Oh, how could he disgrace the art form of trap? in such a manner as giving a
0: feature to this neanderthal jake paul did you hear him jake said "Gooop." how would he let him say his name like that he even did the burr <laughs> but like a picture of
1: the dude in a blue sport coat and the black turtle but back. you
0: know what that might happen in like 100 years from now or something like oh that. for sure because so. i bet we look back at music where guys were just like nah dude we were just trying to get racks yeah like maybe the beatles were just like nah dude we just knew what worked and just pumped it out boom boom Mm -hmm. boom i don't know we'll never know for sure who Mm -hmm. did that but everything like that jake paul and logan you could say they gave up the route of making actual good content just to make money yeah um and like i personally am very torn about it i don't know how you feel because you said well i no i'm actually not so much
1: i i am a little bit because the statement that you said where you say, I respect the hustle for money, oh, yeah. of
0: course. I respect both, though. I respect someone who doesn't look at the money at all and wants to do it for the art mm-hmm. as well. But it's hard to respect both. But then which do you pick and which do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, Which do you consume? It's tough. Personally, well, I was actually, that's funny. I was just going to ask you the same question. It's like, well, if you respect
1: the hustle for money, which do you prefer right. to consume. obviously
0: there's gray zone in between but which one would you, which would you lean well? i would definitely lean people who do it for the sake of the art and
1: don't give a fuck about the money at yeah. all
0: so in terms of what i consume yes i 100% there i don't really like pop artists i don't like come on I do, be as real as you want i be. like i like pop artists but i don't like I the pop gonna, industry no, no
1: no i was gonna say be as real as you want to be not you i thought that was an understatement we talk. We talk so much oh. shit about pop artists and pop music well, and pop. Yeah, yeah, well, totally.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess. I, like, I should have been while. I was, it was, I was, I was like, about it. Fuck pop. I I wouldn't say fuck pop as yeah. a genre, but fuck the music industry mm-hmm. and how it just like crafts these like obviously not for the art and they just put people. I mean, there's artists you've never heard of who just instantly become the number one artist. Like mm-hmm. recently, this girl, Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know if you know about her. She's the number one album in the world right now. Haven't heard of her. That's how much I don't pay attention to people right? who do the. I grabs. thought she came out of nowhere. Apparently, she was in High School Musical, the musical, the movie. High School Musical, the musical, the movie. I might be doing that wrong. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not an expert. <laughs> but she was like the lead in that, right? And yeah. then she made this like album, and I've i listened to it, and I, it's like pop punky singer songwritery. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it should have come out a little bit a couple years ago. Uh, I actually i like the music mm-hmm. like for sure but it's just like obviously no one who is this a no name should not instantly become number one doesn't mean the music's not bad outside of the quality of the music mm-hmm. she's the number one artist not because of the quality of her music that's like in a background right mm-hmm. the music is good enough to pass mm-hmm. but the industry made her number one
1: they call that an industry plant right
0: Yes and no. And industry industry plan is different. Industry plan is where they're like hidden as underground and they try to yeah. make it seem like they're genuine. Right? But
1: really they're funded by the industry the whole time. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of guys like that who, you know, are seemed like, yeah, man, I'm just when when the whole like little peep alt scene was kind of big XXXTentacion. Mm-hmm. There was that window of time when like actual independent SoundCloud artists and stuff like that were able to be successful mm-hmm. then they put the plants in pretty much mm. and now either you're a plant or the label will get to you before anyone really hears about you mm. um and if you're if you don't go with a the label they make sure you don't get hurt yeah so i agree i hate the industry part of it mm-hmm. but i respect anyone who's like yeah dude i'm going sign with the label and get this fat check and just make whatever the music like i can't get mad at them for it yeah but i would rather consume music that i know is just the artist's real and raw take
1: so this is keeping the conversation within the scope of music but then i think about it right and i say i respect way more and consume way more the people who go for art only yeah but when's the last time you've watched like a truly independent film or a b movie totally i i can't remember the last time and i'd say all not all of them because i watch a movie like parasite and i think Uh This guy's in it for the art he didn't give a shit what no one was touching his film but maybe there was because it was still put still out by a huge studio video. it's
0: still it a was very massive big... budget yeah and the director's not a nobody no you know i mean he he's... did snowpiercer he yeah. did um he's in hollywood at this yeah. point yeah um yeah i would not consider that an indie film whatsoever no film is different because it's harder to get those things yeah this is just something that i personally don't look as deep into uh-huh. people say the same thing about music. How do you find indie music? I just listen to the radio and it's not on the radio. How do I find it? You know, uh-huh. you know, I just go on Netflix. How would I find an indie film? That's how I feel. Right. But like, we're not going to these indie film awards and shows, but there's definitely a lot of movies that the film industry has ways for those indie films to grow. There's mm-hmm. music festivals, not music festivals, film festivals for them to get recognition and the best rise above. And then maybe then they get bought by Netflix where they get, uh, you know, put in theaters or something like that. Yeah, And I typically like those films more. Um, I agree foreign films is a good way to kind of look at that. It's just like, not as industry. But we're not watching Fast and the Furious 9 over here. You know no, what I mean? Like, no. there's levels within that as well. So it's like, yeah I'm not listening to Post Malone, but maybe mm. I'm listening to this Olivia Rodrigo girl who's like, obviously industry is fuck, but like Not on the same level. Even someone who you would think as like altsy or alt like Lord is massively industry, you know, at the same time. Which is weird because I don't know how
1: industry works then. Like how do album contracts necessarily work because she is industry. So she clearly has... So is that just when she decides to put out the album? They can take as much
0: time as they want in between? Well, every deal is different. It's a fat contract it's been four years
1: since her last
0: yeah every deal is different right Mm -hmm. so um let's give the example of frank ocean because that's one that was kind of public yeah so frank ocean had a deal with this whatever bit major label and it was to make a certain amount of albums Uh Um, i don't know if they gave him a time frame or what but he had to make this many projects and then the deal was done Uh and so what he did before he dropped blonde Was he dropped that weird album that was like with that music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was to finish his contract. Uh And then he didn't tell anyone that he was making Blonde on the industry Uh stride. No one knew that he was making two albums. Mm -hmm. So the label was like, cool, you did your last album. That's the end of your contract. And then the next day, he dropped the real album that was obviously way better. And And it was independently
1: released. Mm -hmm. And he
0: probably kept every cent from Blonde. Not every cent, but a lot of it, yeah. He... Probably pay his collaborators. Well, yeah, but he definitely has a management team that gets a cut. Like mm-hmm. the label is just the one who owns the music. He mm-hmm. still has a manager. He still has a booking agent. He still has mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. many moving pieces. The new thing in the music industry is to have management, but not have a label. Yeah. So you still own your masters and stuff, but mm-hmm. there's a team who does marketing for you and books tour dates, like that kind of stuff.
1: So at what point when you're selling art, because I feel like everybody at the beginning, at you know, okay, maybe there's a couple musicians. I'm sure a couple actors that are like that pays well. I'm coming from nothing. This is my option to make yeah. it big, to make millions. So I'm and in I'll it for never the money. get mad at there's, anyone for doing that. Exactly. Yeah. There's the Floyd's. They're like, I'm going to be the best boxer because boxers make fucking bank and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get paid twenty mil for an expedition fight. Yeah, yeah, easy. That's my career path. That's what I'm going to do. I do it for money. I'm clocking in at work. Totally, but there also has to be a decent amount of people who are in it for the sake of their art mm-hmm. and eventually end up making money off of their art because yes. usually in my personal opinion and based on what I consume more, I feel like the better art or the better athlete or the better YouTuber or the better filmmaker Rises above. are the people that are in it for the art and they end up rising above because they're, creating something for the craft itself but at what point does that maybe become diluted because of management teams and selling it and now it's a money what maker What do you
0: mean dil- oh so people who were in it for the art but they got too deep into it they and got now they're so not.
1: deep into it and now well, not only that, there are leeches in these industries uh-huh, uh-huh. too that are like, you could sell this and here's how we're going to do it and mm-hmm. then there's just more and leeches. And then before they know it,
0: they're just like anyone
1: else. Exactly, and then yeah. they've just become the money maker again. Yeah. Does that happen do you think often
0: or Yes, yo, well, yes, dude. Well, the the way these labels work and these A&Rs work. So A&Rs are the people who are essentially like scout the talent. Yeah. And find them and are kind of taste makers of the industry. They look for these small underground artists who, before they even blow up, want to you know, sink their claws into them. And a lot of times people won't sign, but they'll give them things. So, for example, there's a indie artist. Well, now he's on an indie label, which I think is almost the best way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wiccafay's Springs Eternal um he used to be in a band called tiger's jaw if you're into like emo pop punk stuff which was like a real band and they were on run for cover records which is an indie label out in like pennsylvania mm-hmm. very independent right but it's pretty much you're just paying a staff or a company to do those things they have a small team of like 30 people to do the marketing and book your shit press and the that. records and yes literally stuff on the digital doing all the stuff platforms. you don't want to do you yeah. know but when little peep died he was a collaborator with little peep He got a bunch of offers, as well as all those guys did, from major labels. And the way they get you, essentially, look, I can give you this. I can give you this. Mm -hmm. And so he dropped a whole album with Clams Casino, who's like a big producer, Mm -hmm. which was hooked up by the industry. He got a song with Lil B, hooked up by the industry. And what he did, he said this in interviews, too, is he took as much as he could. He had a personal dinner with the head of, like, Republic Records or something. damn, Like... Them two at dinner. Yeah. And he took everything he could and just never signed on the line. Huh. And then they eventually gave up, you know. So they pampered him and pampered him. Yes. And then he Look, just we can rode that this, wave yeah, until... They tempted him, mm-hmm. you know, with all these things. And then... But he knew he would never... See, and I respect that move more. Like I respect it day. so much more, but he would have a whole lot more money now if he signed that deal. Very but true. But he wouldn't have control of his own life. He wouldn't have control of... Potentially, when his albums come and out, is, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it is tempting. I think it
1: was uh, Russell Peters, right? Big name in, in comedy? rap. Comedy? Oh. No. Oh, so no, oh thinking... you're talking about Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons, thank you, not Russell Peters. Yes. See, I'm so much of a comedy head now more than the rap world. Yeah. Russell Simmons, like, there was an interview with him uh, in that Netflix documentary, The History of Hip Hop. Yeah. And he was talking in his like, Russell Simmons voice and it's hilarious because he's kind of got that little bit of a lisp and, and he was... Uh, talking about his success over his lifetime and he was like i knew i made it when we were at a record release party and they came up to me and they were like russell it's amazing what do you want he's like well what i could really use right now is some cocaine and some pussy and they (laughs)
0: said no problem (laughs) (laughs) then he made it and i think those label execs are making more money than any of these people i mean a great example oh yeah for sure. Like, Taylor Swift didn't own her masters at all. She didn't even own her own songs. She had to remake all of her songs and re-release them. And then at that point, she's
1: basically an employee of her own art.
0: Yeah. Right? So, the, the, so every contract's different, like I was saying. But in a lot of these cases is that the worst case scenario is called a 360 deal, mm-hmm. where the label owns everything. Mm-hmm. And they take a chunk out of everything. And all you do is get paid from the contract. So the contract will say something like, We'll give you three million in advance, five hundred thousand over the next six years, mm-hmm. and you owe us five albums in the next ten years. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do at least four tour dates and you know, as many photo shoots or ad spots as we want. Yeah. And so you get your check, you get your payment on time like any other employee. Yeah. And they make all the proceeds from your money
1: so and if that album sells well for 20 years straight you doesn't matter a dime of the sales you won't have value.
0: you won't get the royalties you won't get anything yeah that's nuts but here's the other side let's say you completely flop your music sucks they push it out they market it and no one listens to it mm-hmm. you got paid five mil in advance for an album you would have made 50k on so that's thing at that
1: point do you just not try make trash out right uh you pull a jamarcus russell for my nfl
0: fans out there jamarcus russell was the number yeah. one pick in the nfl uh-huh. for the oakland raiders quarterback one of the best college quarterbacks uh-huh. back then they didn't have limits on how much you could pay uh a rookie yeah and he got this fat deal and never tried again he sucked he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of nfl he sucked but the man's Got fifty million. He was in it for the money, not yeah. the love of the game. Yeah. And I could you be mad at the No! Guy? That's that's like <laughs> the smartest. Motherfucker move ever. turned twenty, yeah. was handed fifty million dollars and said, I don't want to do anything yep. I don't I'm want to ever. Set for life. Yes.
1: <laughs> and so like, I can invest half of this, put half of that if you're half smart. away, and then the rest of it I could spend on whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That basically means so. Invest 25 mil, put 1250, 12.5 mil in a savings account, and then another 12.5 mil, and
0: go buy your house, your Yeah, combos, or whatever. Your... If you have 50 million and you're not stupid, you should be okay for life. Forever. Yeah. Depending on the lifestyle you want to live. But if yeah. you're smart, you can make that money work for you. Yeah. But then there's the opposite, right? You have a Tom Brady who has, I think, multiple times taken a salary pay cut. Mm -hmm. to allow his team to sign better players Mm -hmm. like that's the opposite he doesn't care how much he wants the rings he wants the rings he wants to win he's in it for the love of the game great he wants the great status you know obviously he's making more than enough money which is the point he doesn't need Mm. the extra money just fucking go in
1: to me going back with start of this conversation that's always i i don't disrespect um, what was the uh, Rosen uh, what was the other guy's? What was the NFL guy's name that took the 50 mil oh uh, Jamarcus Russell Russell Um, <laughs> don't disrespect him
0: for doing Raider that. Nation
1: baby <laughs> but I would probably yeah I mean Tom Brady's the one in this conversation but I definitely respect Tom Brady more
0: oh, they call it hometown deals a lot of times yeah. uh, Dirk Nowitzki for the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> took one a lot of guys who have spent their whole career with the team and they just want to win will take that hometown discount and they'll just stay mm-hmm for a lesser price usually when they're towards the end of their career and they definitely have enough money i wouldn't be surprised if steph curry took one he's up for a deal this year um if not the next one i could see him taking a cut just to allow more salary cap well and plus he's got under armor money he's that's what got i'm saying he's got a that he's tv fine. show he's with fine. the putt putt thing whatever the golf he show he can do anything he could do anything he's a celebrity yeah he could put a picture on his instagram for a million dollars if you wanted to you know <laughs> So that's sell a pair of shoes for five hundred k. Yes, so I I respect that part as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was first getting into, I guess trap music or yeah whatever, there a lot of them were like fuck fame. I want money. I want blah blah blah. Yeah, Mayweather brought that up because Mayweather's the same way. Yes, yeah. Fuck love of boxing. But I, I'm getting I, paid for a while. I used to respect that more. Even you used to music, respect it more. It was because the music was i don't know i don't know what it was for a time not yeah. anymore um but for a moment those were guys that i was like these motherfuckers are really hustling like they're doing anything they can to just make money and go hard and like the music ended up being really good but i just liked their persona and that person more yeah because it was like they'll do anything like maybe they're still selling drugs on the side like gucci Mane, right like back in the day was like, yeah, I'm making money from this, but I'm also making money from this and this and this. Like, they were really about that shit. They were really about the lifestyle. Yes. Go listen to the truth. That's what I'm saying. So now, <laughs> when you have, like, pop trap, to me, that's mm-hmm. like an oxymoron. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. Because trap is that lifestyle,
1: of right? on the hustle for the guap.
0: Yes. And if you're just a... I, I guess, like, you could be a pop artist, right? And have that same hustle mentality, but... You're not really doing it unless you're really using all your resources hmm. in that way. And so I used to really love and respect that part of it. Now I'm definitely more just like I'd rather have an independent artist who's just making their own shit. Yeah. I mean, you listen to
1: only like SoundCloud artists who make no money <laughs> off of their music and are only in it for the sake of making music.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, not as much SoundCloud anymore. But yes, I, I, I definitely care for independent artists way, 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 way more. Um, so at what point? Just because it's genuine
1: so it's genuine right and do you think they can maintain that level of genuinity and
0: that's make the hard, money? that's the hard part i've gotten to a point or at least with some artists where i'm like you're not getting enough plays or enough recognition to keep doing this yeah like i mean i listen to artists who have day jobs you know yeah and it's sad because i'm almost like i want to just like solo support you so you can make me more money yeah or not more money make me more music yeah um but it is sad that like some of my favorite artists might have to quit making music because it's not a sustainable lifestyle. Not paying for them. the bills. Yeah, um, so that's tough. I loved. I've been thinking about making a YouTube video about some of these really underground guys. Mm-hmm. It's good exposure as well for them, and like their real fans will be like, "Oh shit, they're real fans too," you know. Um, so it's tough. It's tough because I want them to also. When someone does sell, sell out, quote unquote, I'm happy for him. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you made it. You know, a guy like uh, this guy Convoke, he's a rapper from Oakland. Mm-hmm. He, he was, labels wanted him really bad. Mm-hmm. He was the Lil Peep archetype. Like white guy, blonde hair, face tats, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like he looked just like him. Similar music, a little bit different. And he never signed with the label. And his career's kind of tanked since. He was on the come up and taking advantage of the labels, right? Mm-hmm. It was getting big, and since he never signed, the industry plants and the industry people they put it put in there rose above him, and now he's not making as much money or whatever. But I would hope he's living a happier lifestyle, yeah, than if you were on a label. But I am also just like, man, fuck, like it you te- could have made.
1: Bands. It tears me the fuck up though, dude. It really does. Like when I, I think about it. it like that. Because, okay, two years from now, hypothetical world, two years yeah. from now, we're on the come up with this. Sure. Someone knocks on our front door. True TV. Yep. They're like, here you go. Here's a deal. We want you guys talking. But we own the podcast. We own the podcast and we get control of what bro, you guys say.
0: Bro, bro. And we get control oh, of what's said. Oh, no. <sighs> okay, if they get control of what's said... Mm. I really want to say I wouldn't take the deal. But I think I would. <laughs> I think I'd take the deal. Well, we're also like we could quit our jobs. The thing is, the thing is the context of where we're at. If <laughs> yeah. we felt like we had gotten to a point where we could do it on our own? Yeah. Like if we're doing that well, that we're getting that recognition? Yeah. If I felt confident that we could continue this growth, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But if they came to us right now, I'm signing immediately. Yeah, because then I could just stop <laughs> yeah. doing this. Yeah, and keep the money.
1: And then we could start a different one under a different name. Yes. and just have that be the be the birth See, child.
0: Maybe that's my favorite thing: is take the money but finesse them. You know what I mean? Like you could take the deal, take the money, and then do a different project under like a pseudonym. Yeah, and just like make your music like that, like what Frank Ocean did. Yeah, Frank Ocean was like, fine, here's your album, but no one's gonna listen to it because I dropped a directly better one. Like the moment it hit midnight, yeah. You know, I would do that.
1: I didn't even know that at the time. I just remember listening to the first one, being like, "This is the new Frank Ocean project." And then the next day, waking up and being like, "Another
0: new Frank album?" Yeah. Okay, let's listen to this one. And I was like,
1: "I'm crying in my bed right now. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard." Yes, I love Frank Ocean and
0: I love Blonde. You want to hear a funny story about that album? You might remember this. Possibly. We went to a friend of ours uh going away party i believe it was near our graduation of high school yeah it was 2016 for sure yeah and i was staying at my sister's house house sitting uh-huh. so we went over to our friend's house he had a big party his mom was there even uh-huh. like we were turning up with her um i do yes. remember this yeah and we all decided to finish like a fifth ourselves that night yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 for some dumb reason yep we were kids all right let it let it go um and decisions were made (laughs) i the most hungover i've ever been the next day i threw up in the middle of the night in my sister's bed (laughs) like the worst right and the next morning i spent a cool like four hours between the bathroom and my bed but frank oceans blonde had just came out and i really wanted to listen to it yeah so i just listened to it on my like phone speaker (laughs) as i just like threw up and cried into the toilet and then i went to your graduation party at your house no so it was actually the year before our graduation. Then it had to be, right? No, it wasn't. It, wasn't. it was your graduation party at your house. I walked to because my sister lives by yours. Oh. And all of our teachers were there. And your lovely mother, who I hope you're listening, gave me she all is. this great food to eat. <laughs> and all this stuff. It's like, take this. Man, take this. I feel great now. And I was just like, I'm not that hungry. I swear. <laughs> just like the worst feeling I had ever been. Funny
1: thing was... Either that night, I I must have driven because I was you, not. You did it, yeah. As I said, yeah. I had to have drove because I, I don't
0: remember being. Because everyone spent the night at blasted. my lasted. Uh, not everyone. No, actually, no one spent the night at my sister's. I don't think. I think I might have. Maybe I maybe. think I might have taken us back there. Oh, that could have been it, and then you yeah. went home. Yeah, but regardless, yeah, that was fun. Fun side great, story. Great uh memory. Whenever I think of blonde, I think of that moment of just me like in the worst shape I've ever been. Whenever like, I think ugh. of blonde, I think of crying in my car to
1: self-control after my first That's breakup. That's my
0: favorite song, too. Yeah. yeah. After my Young, first Young breakup. Young Lean helped write that one. Oh, he did? Right. Yeah. That's, That's why crazy. why at first I listened to it. Um, I bawled to that song
1: <laughs> after I broke up with, with my first girlfriend. I was
0: crying so hard. I was Do like, you a friend? I guess this is another Maybe make we'll just go Thank you you so good You know what's <laughs> funny for me Especially since I don't listen To lyrics that much Songs don't make me Very emotional in that way
1: Yeah it was a mix Of the two things At the, at the same course, time Of course of
0: course. But like I've never Listened I Not never But I don't often Listen to songs To relate to them Yeah Or for the lyrical content Or being like Yeah, yeah. me too Um not that kind of Me Too. The other Me Too. As in, um, I relate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So, I've never felt that same emotion. I mean, I have sometimes, yeah. but not that direct, I See, and guess. that's
1: why I look for the art, though. Like, And I appreciate the artist and their truest intention being yeah. the art because it makes it. me feel. It's I not... am someone who very much... And I think you can attest to this. Maybe you can call me on bullshit, but I very much feel the art that I'm into. I think you're a big feeler in
0: general. Huh. You have, uh, you taken a lot. You see things and it affects you, for better or worse. For better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sometimes better. Yeah. A lot of times but worse. But like, um, you know, those things do have an impact on you because yeah. you actually care. Maybe yeah. that's a better. Maybe I have no feelings because I just am <laughs> like mm, I don't care, whatever. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's why you like the pursuit of the money at first.
0: Yes, totally. Well, yeah. also that music. If I'm listening to Chief Keef, I'm not crying. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. Damn, I hate being sober. That's a sad song, really. It, re- deep it really deep down, is. it is. It is. That's what people don't know. But regardless, I don't. Um, like, I wouldn't listen to that because I was sad. I'm going to go listen to sad music. Like, I don't do that kind of stuff.
1: And that's well. an example of where the industry didn't affect the art. I feel like there mm-hmm. are industrial people who keep the art true. Yeah, Take Interscope, yeah. for example. I like a lot of the records that Interscope
0: has put out mm. over their very long history. But you only know the good ones. They have so many artists oh, they have, they have signed yeah. that you, we've never heard of. For if sure. you go to a label's website, I would recommend anyone do this. Look up Interscope, look up any label, and look at their artists. You won't know half the names. And also check out how many labels are underneath them. They yes, have sub-labels. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: Aftermath is just a branch of Interscope. Yeah, they're all just like branding. same with Shady like, Records
0: and yeah. all of those. All of those. Cactus Jack is a branch. Kanye's label is just under someone else. Good is under Universal. Yeah. It's just... Because those are the major ones who pay for But then this. there are
1: the big... F- like five, right? Which yeah. are Interscope, Universal, or is Interscope even a sub of one of the bigger ones? It's
0: something like UMG,
1: Universal Music Group.
0: Yeah, it's like the most. I think it's Interscope, Republic, Rockefeller. No, no, they're mostly management. They don't. They're not like a real label label. Oh, they're not. No, um, that's Jay Z's, right? Yeah, they're mostly management. They do oh. have people on their label, but for example, like Lil Uzi is signed as management to Rockefeller, uh, as well as they have like nfl players signed to rockefeller as management hmm. because that's the move now right yeah. Where if people want to own their rights but regardless of there's a couple big ones independent or not independent i forget the rest doesn't matter yeah but yeah dude those are like the uh the big ones but the issue is that you would have people on these industries faking these emotions and tapping into things because they're easy right i think of logic why
1: i like it Maybe I like some of it, like I re- I, I I feel the but art it's I craft the, uh, the but is there still art there? Yes Even and no. Though
0: it's for so the purpose of making money. So the one I always go to is Logic made that suicide hotline song, right? Yeah. The one eight hundred whatever the number is, uh-huh. right? Which I think the message is great. What he was going for, great. It's like a net positive, right? Yeah, like he's trying to do outreach. But when you listen to the song. I don't know him none of us who are listening know him personally unless you do then ask him for me (laughs) um but like he the song is not even like really a sad song he literally goes like woo like in the middle of the song you know like it's a pop song yeah and it's the song was made to make money also logic fucking sucks his music sucks (laughs) yeah but what i'm saying is not even about that right is that he made a song to make money and did he take advantage of the current times where suicide and depression were on the rise? Or did
1: he really feel that
0: Or way? did he really feel like he wanted to make a difference? And I, I don't know. I would hope he really wanted to make a difference. It's a little bit of both. But I can guarantee you someone at the label was like, yo, that song would go crazy right now. Everyone's really emo and sad, right? This is going to sell. There it's, were at least yes.
1: 10 people at the label he, being like, this is a money measure. I guess
0: what I'm saying is he knew what he was doing. Yeah, He de- debuted at the MTV Music Awards. You can't... Not just anyone can go and do that. You have to have a connection to go and do that, right? Mm-hmm. While there's actual... You have to be an industry person. You have to be an insider. Yes. While there's actual like emo and really actually people who are legitimately depressed making music on the underground who you would one relate to better yeah. because it's genuine and two like you know it's coming from a position of i'm not just trying to profit off you i'm actually yeah. trying to help mac
1: ned's hollywood dropout is one of the greatest albums i've ever heard
0: that's a great one mac ever. ned uh gbc he was like tied with little peep that kind of scene was on the rise on the underground and yeah. so the the and they in, were for real and like, they were for real, like, real, for, like, real. for real like, mac ned was like an opiate addict they were and, living on skid row in yeah
1: a single apartment together
0: yes making music some of them were legitimately homeless yeah as we were listening to them and then you have logic over here yeah i'm depressed woo yeah and i'm just like dude hey man if you're feeling sad like call for help <laughs> and i don't want to say he didn't help a lot of people dude he probably, probably saved did. lives probably and like did. so i don't want to be like man fuck that but just when i know the context and i know where it came from it hurts me it this is like
1: what I said in episode four, where I'm going to be like, "Nah, fuck that, fuck him, yeah. fuck that shit. I'm not with it. I think it's the corniest. Where it's just like, of all things you could be rapping yeah. about, it's like, you know, uh, this. Uh, I can't steal this. I was, I was about to, but I just remember this is actually from a comedian I watched, but mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm forgetting his name right Doesn't now. Matter. He's the white Moroccan guy who looks like Logic. He's probably like our age. He's just coming up in the comedy scene. Okay, we'll is it Fahim in, Anwar? No. I don't know. Um, He looks like Logic. Okay. Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. He's like... Man, you know, it, of all the rappers, I could have looked like I would yeah. like Logic. He's like, most rappers are like, yeah, I make a bunch of money and shoot guns and shit. And Logic's like, "Hey, if you're depressed, you should like get help." <laughs> right?
0: But like, well, it's corny. It's fucking it's corny, corny. And
1: you could I but don't you, feel it was entirely
0: genuine. Like you said and I never have felt that it was so genuine. So Logic might have had genuine Even if it music. helped people, I don't think it made him genuine. Exactly. It made him a lot of money though. Yeah. Like that song in particular was definitely a pop outreach song mm-hmm. and maybe he thought like yeah i'll make a difference but the people who own that music and promoted that music didn't have that same mentality so it's it's somewhere in the middle honestly for example he has this song nikki that we heard about yeah. him quitting nicotine i related right heavily don't like the song get it don't like the song mac hollywood dropout has a song about doing heroin can't relate love, love that the song, song. <laughs> and how am i gonna listen to that yeah, and then I listen to Mac Ned, or I listen to okay. Slug Christ, who has a song "Hair On" all about doing heroin. Yeah, and I'm like, this is so much harder. This is so much real. The music video is literally him, yeah. withdrawing on the floor, you know, like cigarettes, needles. Like it's like real, 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 real shit. And they're writing songs about
1: the truest and deepest struggles of addiction yes
0: and it's also they're doing it because that's the only thing they know and Mm -hmm. also if we're saying they're doing it for the money the only way they know how to survive yeah right they're making this music because if not they would be like any homeless person on the street addicted to drugs you know this is their saving grace and it's also so it's all they can do and it's all they can do to survive so i'm going back to the question again is it
1: possible to keep the art and make the money Yes, it is. Is there a point where it's not diluted, where your pursuit for money
0: doesn't impact mm. the love for your art? So it, it depends who you have in your ear and stuff. If you have people telling you, no, Those change meaches. it, change it like this, change it like this. But also, if you just have the general feeling like, I could do this song this way, or I could make it more pop. Someone like Travis Scott. I used to really love Travis music. I still love his music, but it is geared more pop. Mm -hmm. as over time Mm -hmm. whether that's someone in his ear telling him to do so or that's just he generally trajected that way to start making that kind of music regardless the music's still really good though it's just different and it's evolved i don't know i can't think of anyone who got really big and preserved the sound truly or changed it up in a way Um, i can
1: think of someone okay mac Mac DeMarco,
0: okay, that's a I good one. I think he
1: blew up mm. after two. Yeah, like put him on the map. Yeah, crazy. I don't know if he signed. He may have signed to an indie label, but either I think way, he's on an indie label, yeah. he was massive. Did the follow up album Salad Days had a very similar sound. Had mm-hmm. a very you know. Kept.
0: That would be the one where he did it. That, that's his pop album if you're going to give him one.
1: Yep. If you had to. Because he established the sound and then followed up with the same yeah. sound to make Double it more down, popular. Make the money. And then this old dog came out and it was true to Max Art, mm-hmm. different sound, and still probably made it. it was very popular still. Yeah. yeah.
0: It wasn't as popular.
1: It wasn't as popular, but I believe if I pull up his Spotify right now, it might have a at least lasting impression. One of his top five songs is still Probably off of like that album.
0: But regardless, I think there, there's an example of someone though. But Matt, you cannot compare Mac DeMarco's success to Logic or Travis Scott or Kanye West. He still got Frank six million Ocean. monthly listeners. That's six point five Nothing. Look up Travis Scott. Look it up i just want to see for yeah. comparison
1: okay so mac demarco has Mac's, 6.5 he's
0: not performing at the MTV million music awards
1: no he's not
0: you know also spotify listeners is not always <laughs> yeah what's travis man
1: 46 million monthly listeners yeah.
0: 40 million more yeah right so hey that's crazy i agree there's and a... that's just monthly listeners so, that's not all time plays so for someone like mac is like he found a lot of success in what he was doing
1: yeah
0: uh and he was willing to risk it yeah. and mix it up, which I respect. That's for the art. but He's you a true can, artist. But you can, un, you cannot say that he didn't lose money because of that.
1: No, he didn't. But I also appreciate Mac's perspective because I've seen interviews with him. He's like, yeah, I have enough money. He has the famous yes. uh, Rolling Stone video, The Richest Bum. Where yes, he's just, yes, yes. I don't know why I would change my lifestyle. Now I don't need to just, now I just don't need to worry about where my next paycheck's coming from. But and he, make does, money. he
0: didn't change how he lived. He no. didn't move. He moved. drives the same car. He, he didn't move in a mansion. Place. He wears the same clothes. I think that's, I wish I could say that's how I would be. I would change some things. I, I don't But know. I don't think I would change I, that much. I,
1: I think I would actually make, now that I think about it, because I've always thought about this, because I've o- since I, since I was a kid, I don't know what it is. I always have wanted to make it in some sort of creative pursuit. I want mm-hmm. to do it, but I don't want it to change my lifestyle. So I think I would make a very active effort to ensure that that didn't happen, that I was living the richest bum lifestyle like yeah. Mac, where I, ha- I obviously have a different lifestyle than Mac DeMarco, but I wouldn't want to change too much of my life now. I just wouldn't have to worry about working a job anymore. My job would yeah. be making what I want to make, doing I the agree. podcast, writing books, and this is where I always struggle too because I've been working on pieces of writing right now. And I have it, – it, very interesting that you brought this up. This was a really good question because I've really been struggling with this like the last like two months where do I pursue getting published by a publisher or do I self-publish? And, mm. you know, you there are pros and cons to both as yes. we've discussed yeah. over this. Would I lose pieces of my art? Would I lose pieces of myself if I went published? bourdain went through publishers he seemed to stay pretty true to himself and yeah but you'll never do. see those
0: rough drafts yeah you'll never see him so who that's knows true. that's what i'm saying with all these guys maybe logic wrote a really great song about depression and how to help and the label was like we'll put this catchy beat and you can say woo here you know yeah. so that's my thing i would say in that case when you're someone new and you're trying to just make it just do it man if you get the the offer to get published get published you can make the art you really want to make afterwards and not get that Uh published right then your name's out there so at least you have the name recognition this is my marketing brain telling you yeah get published get famous Mm -hmm. and then go independent and do what you want do the frank ocean method finesse them take everything you can don't let them win give them something because they're giving you something in return. It's silly to Exactly. Think. I wouldn't want to fuck them over entirely no, that's because that's not what you're doing. There are people who do legitimate work on that, but yeah. then there
1: are the leeches. So, there are people who leech and just yeah, but are this is how, practically useless in the process and still make money.
0: Yes, but this is how every industry works. Think of so like something like this. Think of a think of like SNL or something, right? Yeah. Everything works that way where you work for them you get famous enough and now that you can do things independently once they you you know they make money off of your work and you get fame off of their name and then you go your separate rate wait mm-hmm. you could see it snl right any comedian or something goes there they're gonna get way more famous than they ever did right and then they can leave the show and be set for life and snl it's no hard feelings i totally get it on the lowest level you see a. Uh, for those like youtube right college humor old youtube channel used to have a show jake and amir Mm -hmm. they completely are separate from college humor now because they were just paid employees like anyone else but they had the biggest show so what they did is they got famous from the show made college humor a bunch of money yeah then they went solo did their own podcast. they shook their hands and said hey man it was great working for you let's move on yeah you know um podcasts are like that uh bill simmons has a a podcast network called the ringer Mm -hmm. he had jj reddick who's a basketball player on it he helped jj reddick's podcast get big he helped him with production value he gave him the equipment and everything yeah once they got settled once they got a name their contract ended he went his own ways it's it's mutual it's just how these industries work yeah and so i think the move if you don't think you can do it completely independently yeah take advantage of what they give you they're going to pay you. You might not get paid what you deserve. Yeah. But you're going to get paid. Get your name out there. Then once your contract's up, go your separate ways. But uh-huh. don't sign some 20-year contract or 10-year contract. Yeah, definitely. You have to be or very smart. Or project contract. Up, or, or some 360 deal. You have yeah. to really be smart about what you get into. But that's the thing. So that's what I <laughs> wonder. How many
1: beautiful artists or athletes or filmmakers or uh. uh uh, anyone artists. pursuing any artists pursuing anything have been completely like you know destroyed by these industries and their art suffered and then they suffered as a result of it i mean i heard uh michael malice talking on on lex where he had a friend he chooses to self-publish and he's like yes it was very difficult to make money at first when i self-published but you know the only rate way people are the only way people are gonna publish you anyways nowadays is if they know you can market your own book there yeah. are almost no marketing there anymore because people can just market themselves on social media
0: yeah books a little different because there's not as uh, solid industry but you'll never be a new york times bestseller exactly you'll never be a new york times bestseller and he said but he said his friend
1: who went through this publishing agency Watched their book just get mutilated by the publishers and still get pumped out. And it sent them into like a spiraling depression almost to the point where they don't love the art anymore where, you know, and yeah, that's the thing because it always. So finesse Are then. you pursuing? Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. Is it possible? Are you pursuing? Cause I'm trying to think back to the original question too, where it's like, you know, what's more commendable? What's what, what do you prefer? Which route would you take? Which one would you, you know, vibe with more? Lean towards? Is the, there obviously the finesse way is is kind of the middle ground, but is there any way to stay as true as possible to your art? Not have the leeches of the industry get to you. Not even maybe even have to go with the industry, so you have no outside influence, nobody telling you what to do, yeah. and then still have it be a monetary pursuit where the intention is to make money and the intention is to make good
0: art. Yes. But the thing is, uh, having that mindset is very hard to have both. Yeah. Right. I think you need to have a team to do that, which is why you're talking about these leeches or whatever. but like not saying I'm not saying yeah, yeah, everyone
1: yeah. in the industry is of course no, there, no.
0: especially in music,
1: especially in writing. I would absolutely Want a professional editor to go through my work before. I'm not talking about that. that. I'm not talking about that.
0: So, what I'm saying is so, like, if you are an artist making art and you start thinking, I'm going to make this for the money, it will no matter what have an influence on your art,
1: right? Because you're going to try and appeal.
0: Yes. So, the thing is, there is a middle ground, but you won't be able to have it truly done. I think the best way to do that is have a true artist, right? Let's Uh say this is the case, which might actually be the case. You're making art, right? Uh You don't think anything about the money. Nothing like that. You're just making art as much as you want, how you want to do it. Uh Then I come along. I package it nicely. I put a bow on it and I sell it to the masses. Uh And I make a lot of money and you make a lot of money. That's, to me, the ideal way. Yeah. You are still making the truest art that Mm -hmm. you want to do it. I don't touch the art but I touch everything else around it. Mm -hmm. I package it and make it sound nice. I do this crazy clickbaity cover art. Mm -hmm. You know, I get you reviewed on all the papers and all the shows. Mm -hmm. Right. But the art itself is the same. If I don't touch, let's say it's a song. If I don't touch the song, if I don't tell you one thing about the song, then I think it's worth it. I think that's fine. Yeah. But that is very rare. And it's also very hard to do because it might be difficult for me to package it and make it look nice if I have no say on the actual content.
1: No say on the actual content. And then also at what point... Do people in the industries get egotistical about like, no, 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 I know what people want, so you have to do this. Yeah, like, totally. That's the only way we're going to make money, because I well, know that's on the contract. than you, the artist.
0: You would have to sign a contract that goes, you cannot touch the art of it. Yeah. You can only touch this part of it. Yeah. Uh, How much do those contracts
1: stay true, though? Because, I mean, it happens with even chefs, where they go in with a sure. restaurant owner, right? Very rarely is the chef the owner of a restaurant. Correct. Very, very rarely. And a lot of, not a lot, I'm, I'm not super into this world. I'm pretty pretty much an outsider. But if I had to guess from what I've read, from things that I've heard, um, there are times where the owner just wants to make money and the chef might want uninhibited freedom in the kitchen to make the dishes it's a creative process it it is a creative thing but the owner's only thinking about keeping the doors open so it's like no you're going to cook this and it leads to a lot of fights and maybe even chefs pursuing owning their own restaurant true which could tank because they might not be the best business people
0: exactly both are very 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 important and the owner is the one employing the chef here right yeah if the chef doesn't listen to the owner they lose their job yeah and then they can't cook at all yeah so they have to make some concessions very few people are so talented yeah that their art will just like magically shine through and make it especially when the industry puts these blockers on like i said there was a moment in time i'd say around like they're a mob 2015 2016 2017 when like independent rappers were kind of a thing when the labels weren't tuned in yet and they Mm -hmm. were getting like 50 mil on youtube and nobody knew who they were Uh stuff like that but then they they picked it up they figured it out you know and now they capitalize it on well but they also make more money for the people Mm -hmm. the goal is you know let me help you make more money and i will also make more money yeah. and it's a win-win that's the goal and the reason why an artist might get upset is that hey either you're damaging my art or i think i could do this better on my own yeah but truly they don't want to do all that work they don't want to do all the marketing they don't want to do all that oh, I so i want to focus on making the art yeah so that's what i'm saying the best is like you can make your art fully untouched mm-hmm. and just someone have someone else do all the other shit yeah. that's why i think management deals and music is kind of the way the management doesn't tell you anything but they can help you if you want to work with someone they can link you up they could put you on this billboard they could put you on this tv show or podcast or whatever uh-huh. but they won't touch the music you make you go in there you make your music man do your thing yeah but we'll take care of everything else to get it as popular as possible yeah but it's very it's very hard, dude. To find really the balance, to th-
1: it's hard to find the balance, and it's hard to even think about because, like at that point, you you really have to sit down and analyze: what am I doing this for? Am I mm-hmm. doing it for the sake of my craft, or
0: am I doing it to pursue money? And because of the world we live in, you have to have money to survive. Yeah. So. And then how many times does it. the
1: craft get turned into a job, which then becomes mundane?
0: Yeah. Then you might lose your passion. I I think we're kind of beating a dead horse here a bit, but like, yeah, it's just that constant struggle. I would say for artists, mm-hmm. my opinion would be take advantage of the industry, make the most you can. Mm-hmm. And then once you have your money, you can chill for the rest of your life and just do what you want. Yeah. And you don't have to listen to anyone after you got your cash your contracts over go solo, go independent, do your thing. Part of that is financial intelligence too. also be
1: smart with that money and not fucking going and living above your means with it. Of
0: course. And I would say on the other side, if you're someone who's just looking to make money, I would say to go ahead and do everything you can to make that money, but try not to, um, you know, ruin the art in the process. There might be a couple of small things. Um, we talk about this all the time how we want to keep our podcasts is for the most part unedited i mean occasionally we'll cut some things that we choose we just don't want or we yeah. don't like but we never do it for that but sure we'll put a clickbait title we'll put a funny uh picture or whatever right we want to get known we want to yeah. get seen but the and content money off of and it. the art will always remain the same yeah and that's the biggest thing and i think Having those two minds is important. Maybe it's two people. Maybe it's you in your own head. But you got to have that balance.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree. But yeah, to answer the initial question, I lean more towards the artist because I'm a feeler. <laughs> and I want to feel the real shit, that real shit. Yeah. I, I'm depressed. Like Woo.
0: Shit. Yeah, exactly. You want that? Yeah. I, <laughs> I want far from that. Yeah, exactly. I want as far from that as possible. Yeah, I want on the ground heroin. Wreck of the week, go check out Slug Christ. That motherfucker is legitimately still on methadone to this day, addicted to opiates, trying to make it, and he makes some of the best art I've ever heard, some of the realest shit. Check him out. Great artist. He's the first emo rapper before anyone else. Playboy Cardi used to call him Big Bro. They were in a collective together and he was like oh damn that's that guy yeah he was oh, in yeah, a, yeah he was an awful record i've heard with you talking about him yeah. literally like when <clears throat> of, og playboy cardi took from him yeah you know he's a. why do you think playboy Cardi's all punk and edgy now this guy used to be on a screamo band so that yeah. would be my rec uh he's a guy who makes real art doesn't make a lot of money he just released a book about like some religion fake religion he made and he drew all these monsters in it and stuff yeah. it's crazy um so I go check that out. Support, support real art, support independent artists. Fuck the industry, man.
1: But also, industry. We're here. Nah,
0: I don't want to <laughs> sign to true TV. <laughs> I
1: don't want to sign to true that. TV either. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would do it though. So hit us up.
1: But if you like this podcast, share it. Uh post us on your socials. Get us out there. Um we would love to do this full time. We would love to truly be the career podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. The awesome We're
0: trying to speak it into existence, Lavar Ball style, you know. <laughs> um I will say Levar Ball style. <laughs> we're gonna do a QA coming up with the fans. So starting now, send us our send us questions, things you want us to talk about. If you've made it yeah. this far, DM us on Instagram or on Twitter or just comment it. Um We want to get some more fan interaction, so let us know, and we'll answer your questions live on air. All right? That is going to be super dope.
1: Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Career Podcasters. We love you all. Peace.
0: Peace.